It was a big news week for Disney fans and shareholders. Let's dive into some of the big stories in today's episode. It was a big news week for Disney, and that had a lot to do with Bob Iger leading the quarterly earnings report for Q1. I know a lot of you financial gurus are probably thinking Q1 is usually January 1st to March 31st for most companies, but for Disney, it is actually October 1st through December 31st, which has to do with the anniversary of Walt Disney World being October 1st, 1971. I'm going to share some of the highlights from the quarterly earnings report without diving too deep into some of the specifics and making this into a Wall Street podcast, but I do want to highlight some of the key themes from the financial results and some of the announcements that came along with the quarterly earnings report. But first, I'm going to jump ahead because Disney Park fans were probably excited to hear about 1900 Park Fair reopening at Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. The restaurant has been closed since the park shut down for the pandemic in 2020, and Disney Parks blog announced yesterday, February 8th, that the restaurant is going to be returning with enchanting buffet options for breakfast and dinner. There are some themes that are going to be the same for 1900 Park Fair and a couple of interesting differences. Some of the things that are going to remain the same are Big Bertha, the restaurant's antique organ that's been a part of the restaurant since 1988 in the main dining room, is going to continue to be on display as the grand centerpiece of the restaurant. And the carousel theme woven throughout the restaurant is going to remain like it has been before. Some of the new features for this restaurant are there going to be 12 new portraits in the main dining room created exclusively for this restaurant by Disney artists, each one inspired by the impressionist art style of the late 19th and early 20th century. Character dining is also going to be returning, but there are going to be new characters featured in this restaurant, including Aladdin in his Prince Ali look, Cinderella, Mirabelle, and Tiana in her new look for Tiana's Bayou Adventure, skill still scheduled to open at the Magic Kingdom and Disneyland in the in late 2024. Reservations for 1900 Park Fair are going to open on March 5th. You will still need to follow the check-in date for when you can book reservations, which is 60 days prior to your check-in date at Walt Disney World, or if you're not staying on property, 60 days prior to the day you wish to dine at 1900 Park Fair. Let's dive into some of the themes from the quarterly earnings report that Bob Iger presented. And I want to start with a quote from Bob Iger that said, Our strong performance this past quarter demonstrates we have turned the corner and entered a new era for our company, focused on fortifying ESPN for the future, building streaming into a profitable growth business, reinvigorating our film studios, and turbocharging growth in our parks and experiences. Disney did report a lot of strong performance from the financial perspective for Q1, and that helped the stock price to climb on February 8th to over $110 by the end of the trading day, which was up 11.5% from the prior day. And some of the key themes had to do with revenue growth, especially when it came to ESPN and overall sports and experiences helping to offset losses in entertainment. And a lot of those losses in entertainment were driven by a loss in revenue for content sales and licensing. But overall revenue was $23.5 billion for Q1, which was comparable to the previous quarter and about flat to Q1 of last year. 
And a big theme that shareholders need to remember is Bob Iger is continuing to target an annualized savings goal, which began as $5 billion when he came back as CEO uh, in November of 2022. He was going to have this theme of trying to save the company money. And that goal has continued to increase. And in this last quarterly earnings report, Bob Iger said that Disney is on track to meet or exceed $7.5 billion annualized savings target by the end of fiscal year 2024, which is September 30th this year. Streaming is a theme that continues to waver a little bit. There are some losses in streaming services, but Disney has improved those savings by $300 million in this quarter. That is offset by increased prices and advertising revenue, although Disney Plus subscribers did drop $1.3 million. Hulu subscribers increased $1.2 million by 1.2 million subscribers. Disney is expecting that profit. the streaming division is going to be profitable by the end of this fiscal year, which again is September 30th. But as I mentioned, a key theme for growth for Disney has been sports and experiences. A lot of that is driven by ESPN's domestic business growth and revenue and in operating income for Q1. And experiences saw 7% growth compared to prior year, with a lot of that being driven by international revenue growing by 35%. And a lot of that had to do with Shanghai Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland seeing increased attendance thanks to the Zootopia lands and Frozen lands that opened at those two parks. Disneyland Paris actually saw decreased attendance. And Walt Disney World saw decreased attendance. That had a lot to do with the prior year, 2022, Disney coming off of the 50th anniversary for Walt Disney World, which did drive increased attendance. So compared to last year, attendance was down. Disneyland, though, saw increased attendance and Disney Cruise Line saw increased cruise days. All three of those categories saw increased prices due to inflation. So because of that, while overall domestic park revenue grew 4%, there was a 2% drop in operating income. The stock prices I mentioned did close at over $110 by the end of trading day for February 8th. And I'm going to dive into some of the announcements that were attached to this performance. And we're going to start with sports and gaming. This fall, ESPN is going to be engaging in a joint venture with Warner Brothers Discovery and Fox to create a new streaming sports service launching this fall. The service is going to cover all major professional sports leagues and college sports. A lot of sports fans are having to move from one streaming platform to another or move from channel to channel to catch some of their favorite games. But with this streaming service, Disney and Warner Brothers and Fox are hoping to alleviate that by providing all those sports leagues and college sports in one place. And Iger did say that by the fall of 2025, ESPN is also going to be offering a standalone streaming service. It's going to integrate all ESPN channels in one place with innovative digital features like ESPN Bet, Fantasy Sports, and e-commerce. In a quote from Bybogger, he said, Ultimately, our mission is to make ESPN into the preeminent digital sports brand, reaching as many sports fans as possible and giving them even more ways to access the programming they love in whatever way best suits their needs. Seems to be that Bob Iger is very bullish on the sports arena and is continuing to provide new channels and resources and services for anyone who is interested in any type of sport or any type of league. On the gaming side, Disney announced a rather 
surprising announcement about entering into a relationship with Epic Games to, quote, create a transformational games and entertainment universe that integrates Disney's world-class storytelling into Epic's cultural phenomenon, Fortnite, enabling consumers to play, watch, create, and shop for both digital and physical goods. Along with this relationship, Disney is also going to invest $1.5 billion to acquire an equity stake in Epic Games alongside the multi-year project. Although this was announced, it's important to remember that the transaction is subject to customary closing conditions, including regulatory approvals. So we'll see relatively soon if that acquisition is going to occur or not. And let's switch, last but not least, to movies and entertainment. Starting with Disney+, Plus, Bob Iger announced that Taylor Swift The Eras Tour, Taylor's version, is going to appear exclusively on Disney+, Plus starting March 15th. Not only that, it's also going to include the song Cardigan and four acoustic films, all of which were not released in theaters or on the digital version of the film, making it a true Disney Plus exclusive. And in a surprise announcement that seemed to come out of nowhere, Bob Iger said Moana 2 is coming exclusively to theaters November 27th, 2024. Caught a lot of Disney fans by surprise, and Iger explained why. Quote, this was originally developed as a series, but we were impressed with what we saw, and we knew it deserved a theatrical release. The original Moana film from 2016 recently crossed 1 billion hours streamed on Disney+, and was the most streamed movie of 2023 on any platform in the U.S. The storyline for this follows this setting. After receiving an unexpected call from her wayfinding ancestors, Moana must journey to the far seas of Oceania and into dangerous, long-lost waters for an adventure unlike anything she's ever faced. Moana 2 is going to be directed by Dave Derrick Jr., and while the music from the original film was written by Lin-Manuel Miranda with the score produced by Mark Mancina, music for Moana 2 is going to be by Grammy winners Abigail Barlow and Emily Bear, Grammy nominee Opataya Fawai, who was a part of Moana's original film, and three-time Grammy winner Mark Mancina, who, as I said, was a part of the original score. And Moana 2, as I said, is going to open in theaters on November 27th, 2024. And Bob Iger did confirm that there is a live action version still in development. And overall, Bob Iger did share that there are going to be over 40 movies coming to theaters through 2031. So while the entertainment division of the company has seen some losses, there's a lot of hope among shareholders for the future with a lot of films coming to theaters through 2031. And the majority of these films are going to be continuations of series that Disney fans know and love and Pixar and Marvel and Star Wars and Fox fans know and love. There's going to be a continuation of the Alien franchise, Planet of the Apes, Deadpool. The Mandalorian is going to be getting a film. We see a live action uh, origin story for Mufasa as part of The Lion King, and we know already now about Moana 2, plus Frozen 3, Toy Story 5, Inside Out 2, and while there's a lot of debate about whether or not the creativity is still there with developing original content, as Disney continues to try to increase profitability for their studio's division, there's a lot of comfort in knowing that they're going to continue to build upon the franchises that have already proven to be very popular and should draw crowds to to theaters to see these films when they are released. It's Disney trying their best to be 
investing in their entertainment division and i'm sure in the future we should probably see some original content and storylines being developed as well that's the major news for this week it was very dense because there was a lot that came out of the quarterly earnings report but i'm going to include some links to some of these stories so you can dive deeper if you are interested in any of this information just a reminder to subscribe to the show for the latest Disney news, including announcements from Disney Parks blog and anything else we might hear emerged from Disney or any stories that might impact Disney in any way. And if you want to support the show further, be sure to sign up on Patreon at patreon.com slash Imagination Skyway for ad-free episodes and bonus content. And you can get more Imagination Skyway content, including following our social media profiles, and other content at imaginationskyway.com. Thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you real soon. 